Hi everyone, it's uh, David here from Advice Evolution. I just want to um, give you a, uh, a compliance update. Um, different to my normal podcast, I just want to, um, I've been looking at a few files of late and I find that the, uh, you know, some of the content of the files is a little confusing and I want to actually uh, start drawing on some of the information I get from some files and helping um, everybody get together a, um, a better um, a better system of getting things done. Now, um, obviously I'm not going to talk about the whole thing in one go. What I want to do is actually just sort of pick out um, smaller areas each time and uh, and trying to get through it. Um, Brooke at the moment is working on a compliance checklist. So hopefully it'll be a, a file checklist that actually serves as your compliance document. And then you can put that on the top of the file. So when, when that gets done, we'll, um, we'll get that out and uh, with a little bit of uh, education to go with it. So it's, um, you should be able to put a checklist on your files as well. But the first thing I want to talk about is objectives. Now, I sort of find that this has been a real, a little bit confusing for me of late. And then I've been looking at a couple of the files that have been going through to Jody to be audited. And um, when I read them, as much as I can see exactly what the advisor is trying to say, the picture doesn't say, actually say that completely clearly. Now, what I mean by that is, what we do is the first thing we do when a client comes in after we've given them FSG and we've done our normal processes, we actually do a little bit of education about what we do. We talk to them, so we can talk to you about your superannuation, we can talk to you about um, your loan repayments and budgeting and cash flow and insurance and, and you know, we educate them a little bit because you know, normally when we ask, we say, Look, what do you actually want? Um, you know, and we say you know, words to the effect that uh, if this advice was to go correctly, you know, how would that actually look to you? Now, um, so when we're actually giving that question to the clients when they first come in, they have no real idea as to what that actually is and what, what your advice is going to look like to them. And so what we've got to do is we've got to educate them a little bit. And you might, uh, you, you talk to them about the things that are going on in their life and you know, whether they're sending their kids to school, they're looking at retiring or, you know, they've got a, a small business and they're trying to work on their, their superannuation or they're trying to working on some tax minimization strategies. It doesn't matter what it is. We, we talk to the, uh, the, to the clients and then we start to formulate an idea in our head as to what they're actually going to need from us. Then we have to go back and we have to sort of give them some education in that space. And we're going to say, okay, so what are your objectives? So know, knowing now what I've gone through with you, what are the objectives of this advice? And they may be things like, well, what I really want to do is I want to save, you know, $200,000 for a home deposit, or I want to, um, I want to retire in 10 years and I want to be able to have maintained the, the, the current lifestyle that I have. So I'll probably need a sort of similar level of income. Um, or I might want to educate my children at boarding school. Um, I want to maximise my superannuation benefits and minimise my tax. Anything like that, there could be a number of different objectives. But the objectives need to be written in a way that they are actually achievable and you can actually measure it as you're, test, as you're getting across. And so when you're doing your review of your advice, you can see my objective was to minimise my tax. And so therefore, you know, at this point, you were paying this much income tax. Now we've done some salary sacrifice and, you know, we're doing a bit of... Um, you know, you've got an investment property or something like that, and now we've reduced your tax. And so obviously the, uh, the benefits of your advice can be clearly shown. That's simple. I mean, we're all good at that and we understand that. But what I'm seeing in a lot of the finance, in the, um, in the FNAs, uh, is that that information is not put very well. Um, and it's things like, I'm, I'm reading things like, get a financial plan. 
um, have a diverse portfolio. You know, and those sorts of things aren't really good to give good advice off. Because then what happens is I'm following that piece, those objectives in there, and the advisors, then, then I go to the SOA, and the SOA under the objectives, it comes up with a whole heap of other things that the um, the document, you know, the SOA construction tool or the power planner has come up with. And all of these new objectives that are in the SLA don't match up with the actual FNA. So what, what are, so there's a you know there's a complete mismatch. Now sometimes that's through file notes along the way. And if there's file notes along the way that are in addition to your FNA, you need to actually label them objectives file note and put them in the same folder that your FNA is. But then the next step is, once we've got those things down pat, we need to make sure that they are actually identical. So the identical, so the, your objectives that, are, that you've captured from the client are identical to the objectives that you've put into your FNA, uh, your SOA. And so therefore you can go, so the client's objective was to um, retire in 10 years to, with enough money to maintain their current lifestyle. So then the first thing under your objectives, this is what the, you know, the, the first objective is to retire in 10 years, enough money to maintain their current lifestyle. They'll have other objectives on top of that, but that one there. And so when you actually move to your strategy, so you actually pay lip service to it in the first place, in the first part of your SOA. But then when you're talking about your strategy, say so in your, to, to satisfy the objective of retiring, we have decided to use a superannuation product, or we've decided to move from your current industry super fund to a wrap account, which gives you access to much higher growing investments and much more flexibility to move with them, or whatever you decide to do from your advice perspective. But what I really need to do is I need to make sure that your initial objectives make sense. Secondly, they flow directly into your SOA. And then in your SOA, they actually relate to the portion of strategy which they relate to. And what that'll do, what that actually serves to do is it makes your advice make a lot more sense to you. Rather than just saying you know, somebody comes into your, um, your office and they talk to you, they give you their sort of Mickey Mouse objectives, then you go and give them, give them some advice and the things two things don't marry up. What that becomes is really difficult to understand from an advice perspective. And Ultimately, in the case of external review, it doesn't look like it satisfies the best interest. And it's not because it's not in necessarily in the best interest of the client because nobody knows you know, the relationship between those two objectives. And it's important that we actually you know, get, those, get those things you know, correct. And really, advice itself has to stem directly from objectives. So what I'm... Um, yeah, so what I'm pushing here is the whole fact that is that we've really got to be much more clear in the way that we draw out our objectives and much more clear in the way we actually deal with the client's objectives within the SOA environment. Because a lot of the templates and the power planners use different objectives and they don't actually grab the objectives as they should be and they're not coming up clearly in the SOA. So look guys, that's the, that's the first one I want to talk about is objectives. So if we got any questions on that, happy to discuss it a little bit further. But uh, it's all about achieving the client's objectives. All the rest of the stuff is really white noise because unless the client actually you know, feels that it's one of their objectives, then it's really not much use putting it into your SOA because then you know, it doesn't work. Now, obviously, as professionals, we know that our client need certain a number of other things. 
Okay, and so if that's the case, then we say in addition to your objectives, we've also seen that you have a need and a need for this, this and this. And we put those recommendations in following those objectives. But so we clearly say that this is not just um, random advice. This is in addition to your objectives. This is a need that we've found out due to the fact that you've given these objectives and you, you know, that, that, that could be anything. And again, it's up to you as an advisor to come with those those are, but you need to be able to clearly um, speak about it in the, in the SLA and not just jam it in there without any explanation. Okay. And so that's what I'm seeing is that there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, objectives that are collected in the FNA that aren't given in the SOA. And there's also a lot of objectives in the SOA that weren't collected that, that don't marry up. So what you need to do is just make sure your words um, and your objectives are linked to your advice and your strategy. So when you're talking about your strategy, the, oh, we're doing this piece of strategy due to the fact that you have this objective and just link that piece together. And then if you're gonna give them more advice, clearly say that this is additional advice that I think you need. And that way you cover yourself from an objective perspective. Okay, that's all uh, I've got on objectives. Feel free to uh, to talk to me about that if you uh, if you want to. And um, obviously, we're going to send out more information about that um, when we get a chance. All right, guys. The next thing I want to talk to about is your actual file. Now, harping back, I've been been looking at a lot of these things from an audit perspective. You guys are probably going to hate this, but um, anyway, I'm looking at uh, files from an audit perspective, and I'm going in and trying to put together what's actually being looked at by the file checker, you know, Jody and uh, Ricky Lee and the auditor, and what I'm, I'm, I'm actually seeing, because I'm looking to make sure now that your advice is up to speed and there's, there's things that we can do to sort of plug some holes and fix some gaps. So what I'm finding is that when I'm looking at the file, there's lots of documents in there that have, um, that aren't necessary. Now, obviously, if they're not necessary, you don't need to put them in. But if you're nervous and you think it might help with a little bit of the background for whoever's checking the file, that's fine. Put it in a separate folder and actually clear it up a little bit. So, for example, I've just opened a file. Well, the last three files I looked at had three SOAs in them, all under the one piece of advice. One was the draft SOA, one was the SOA without the signatures, and the other one was the final signed SOA. Now, when I look at those, I'm looking at them thinking, oh, which one do I have to open? So I end up having to open all three and compare them to make sure which one's the most correct one, which triples the job. What I want you to do is actually go through and say, when you have the final SOA, call it the final SOA, and then make another folder within that saying draft SOAs, okay? And then all of a sudden, whoever picks up the file can clearly see that the final SOA is actually there. The next thing I want to talk about is your file note. So when you do a file note, you do actually write a note about, now sometimes it's on your f and but it may, it may be a file note from a phone call or something further on the track. You do one for, you know, when you do your delivery of your SOA, you do one when you do your risk profiling, you do one when you do your scoping, you do one, you may do one when you do your objectives, and you could do all sorts of other file notes along the way. A lot of files I pick up just have those file notes detailed as file note. And if that's the case, they're really complicated to do because we have to go and read every single file note prior to us understanding which one's which and where they actually fit in. So what I want you to do is actually start considering or get your staff, this is the big thing, get your staff to actually call, you know, label these files correctly. And if it's a file note regarding your objectives, mark the file note, objectives file note. 
you know, and then it clearly goes in. The first thing it says, subject to, you know, in addition to the, the F&A, um, I had a discussion with the client about their objective regarding retirement, and we've decided that, you know, they want to retire in eight years rather than 10 years after we've done some research, blah, blah. Okay, so it's pretty simple to do, but we just clearly label that, you know, additional objectives. And it doesn't have to be called a file note, it can be called your, your additional objectives. But what I want you to do is then actually look at your file and start thinking, if I have a checklist, so a lot of cases advisors have, you know, your practice has a checklist that they put on top of the file at the end. So, so they actually check that, make sure all the documents are in place. Obviously, we're working on an additional one for this for, for you now, but in, currently most, most practices have that. When I'm looking at the files, I don't actually see one of those. So I don't know where they go, don't know whether they disappear. But from a, from a file checking perspective, if I've got a file check list on top of the file, I can actually go through and I can see, well, at least someone in the office has found that everything that needs to be there is actually in the file. And that makes my life a little bit easier because I can actually rest assured that these are here. And if there's things, there's ticks and all that sort of stuff in there, I can actually go looking for those in the file. And I don't have to sort of go oh, hoping that they're there. I actually know they're there. I just have to go and find them. So file checklists are, are really important as well. The file also needs to flow, right? So it should also be presented in a way that the, the actual documents were given. So the first thing in there should be the F, you know, the, the file note saying that you gave out an FSG or the FSG receipt or, a, a, you know, something that says, that relates to the FSG. The next thing should be the f &A. Then there should be your strategies and your ideas and then your research. And obviously in the back of that somewhere, there is a printout of all of your, you know, your f &A information where you've got their bank statements and their rate notices or whatever, whatever else that you've got. That all sits, needs to sit in the back there too to prove that you've actually done your work. You like to like, like for like when you're um, all of the, the, the calculations and things you've done to flesh out your strategy needs to be in there. And then that rolls into your SOA. And then obviously any file notes along the way, those file notes should be sitting with the points of information that you, um, you've actually used. So you can actually use separate folders if you wish and have a research folder, have a, a data collection folder, have an advice, you know, a strategy folder, and then you have an advice delivery folder. And that, that way, whoever's looking at it can clearly go, you know, click along and go, okay, this is what should be in here. This is what should be in here. And look, I've seen a couple of practices that do that quite well. But what I want to do is actually utilize that. And so I start thinking, well, come on, guys, this is, um, we, we all should be putting things together like that. And that way, at the moment, I, I know that Jody's having trouble finding a lot of things within some files. And it's because, yeah, it's there eventually, she can find it, but it's really, really complicated and hidden. And there's just information that is difficult to find. And what we're finding too, is we do a lot of research in the background. So you guys are out there doing some research and you might you know, ring up and get some information or someone rings up and gets some information about a super fund. Um, you might've got the, the PDS for something as well, and then done some strategy calculations. But a lot of people are leaving that out of the file because they don't actually think they need it. That stuff's really, really important because we want to. Unfortunately, the you know we where our profession isn't to a point now where we our judgment can be trusted. So because they don't trust our judgment and the regulator doesn't trust our judgment, we have to prove that we actually did things. And there are a lot of things that we know, we know we do and we do innately. That's we, we you know. Unfortunately, we've got to understand that we actually do that and we've got to back it up with a document. And that's why the best thing about, the, you know, a good thing to do is to actually get someone else to put your file together. So when you as an advisor, you've got everything done, you get someone else to cast your eye over it and make sure that it is compliance ready. And it actually makes sense. 
And so you've actually got a nice neat procedure and you've got to check this to make sure all the documents are in place and this particular file actually makes sense. So what we're going to try and do over the next little bits, first we'll put together a file checklist and then Brooke's going to work on a, um, well, Brooke and I together are going to try and work on a, a file tree, which actually has the folders that you should be looking at in your files. So, as, you know, when we go and look at it, you can go, we can clearly see what's important and, uh, you know, and, and the, the appropriate order. So it's easy for everybody to find things. And that way, you know, having a bit of a pride in your, um, in your files is important. But secondly, having consistency in your files makes life easier for everybody, especially when you're looking for data or um, trying to work you know, work through a problem with a client or moving on to another piece or a piece of advice, you can actually clearly go back and you can find things because they're consistent. Now, I know a lot of practices actually do that, but it doesn't hurt to actually go back as an advisor to check the file. So a lot of times you send your things out, you know, and it's been happening for years, but you've changed your, you know, the people within your practice over time. And the actual files that are actually, that are being sent off you haven't had a good look at them for quite some time. So as an advisor and a practice owner, you know, I actually ask you to get back in and have a quick look through those files and see how they are actually being presented and see if they are as neat and, and uh, that you're super happy with them. But anyway, look, so file presentation is really important to me. And I think that, um, you know, you we all need to be taking a little bit of pride in that. So we want to provide a little bit of leadership and try to um, give you some examples. So first of all, with a checklist, but secondly, some a file tree or a picture. So it gives you an idea of what to how to put it together. Now, the team are going to be working on that and we'll get back to you. But in the meantime, have a read through your files and start thinking about um, how they should go together. Again, let me know if you're um, happy to take a call or discuss this if you need to. Thanks. Okay.